Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. International Radio Broadcast, Yaqwa's Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host. My name, your seer, Israel, of Sea Royal. Well, we're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the B666 Park Number. Sound up edition party three live broadcast, no doubt about it. So we just gonna get get something going on. CIL is in the room, so we gonna party and dust as y'all watch. So we gonna bring our elder in, get something going on. And the other elder gonna tell you about the broadcast a little bit later. So what we do, we'll get something going on. We get off and running on tape number eighty three by saying, Elder Yahweh Israel, lead teach out of camp one. Yahweh bless you, see Israel, a see royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. You know we um we left off of some things because we got some some problem with the other uh, peoples of the children of Israel. And so we want to finally take a look at the order of things. And the children of Israel got to understand that Yahweh, he got an order about this thing, Elder. And if we don't do the order, and and if we don't bring it to the attention about the order, it will never be known. He had an order about this thing. He had an order when he picked who to do what. In his book. So we're going to take a look at some few things that we need to know to be able to help others, Elder. So before we do all that live broadcasting, and we're going to look at Luke 12, verse 12. And we'll see which way he wants to take care of his children of the 12 tribes of Israel. He got an order that got to be put on the table. Let's see what's going on there, Elder, in Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. What's going on with that verse there, Elder? The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And at very same hour, the righteous spirit will do believe that. And when we hear somebody put some Luke 12, 12 on the table, you know I'm all here. Because I know what that means. That means that you saying, Almighty, take over my lesson and make sure I'm guiding it the right direction. That's what you're saying. And that's a great thing. So now, Elmer Mr. Till, and the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 10, let's read a little bit and see what that's saying. And the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10. Let's see what that's talking about there, Hill. Let's read a little bit of that. 
Come on. Book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 17 reads, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. You said, you taught on that, yo, about the thief. See, if you're going to be, you taught on a little bit over the Sabbath day there, yo. So now, you got to watch the ones that, that's going to be in jest in, um, now read, read that again, yo, if I can get my thoughts on that again. Read that verse again, Luke 16, 10 again. The book of Luke, chapter 16. Verse number 10 reads, It is faithful in that which is least, is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in the much. So you got so now, now being unjust in the least, that means see, y'all have lunch this thing out to you for better things to come. See, and if we don't take care of the least properly, how are we going to take care of the big business to come? Now, the big business is to come is in Revelation 2, 25 down to verse 29. Ayo, y'all die Israel. The big business to come is when the Almighty Son returns and in end time property 225 to 29, let's find out. What you got coming, if you able to take care of small business about doing what he wants you to do right now, look what you, look what your, your reward is in Revelation 2, 25 out of verse 29. What does it say, El? Book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 25 through 29 reads, Book of Revelation 2, verse number 25, But that which you have already, Hold fast till I come. Verse 26. He that overcometh and keepeth in my work until the end, then will I give power over the nations. Verse 27. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and as a vessel of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my father. Verse 28. I will give him the morning star. Verse 29. You see that have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit says unto the congregation of Israel. So, again, your reward if you do this. Now, your reward if you do, if you overcome this thing, you got a reward coming. You're going to be ruling the nation. So now, Paul, he went somewhere... And he made a statement to the Ephesians, that's the northern kingdom, and a prank of Judah, Judy, Judah. He made a profound statement that we can read. And Paul was rehearsing this right to Zach in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. And what did Paul say that we can read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5? Hey, Elder. What did he say that we can read in Ephesians 1, 4, and 5? What did he say? The book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse number 4, verse number 5 reads, book of Ephesians, chapter 1, 
Verse number four reads, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, we should be righteous without blame before him in love. Verse number five, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahweh the Son to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Wait a minute now, 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 Ellie, you gonna drop the bombshell by he don't say he don't, he don't chosen us. See, us have been chosen since the foundation of the world. Now that's big. See, that's big business you just said, Ellie. So we got to go right to the precepts and find out well, who was the us that have been chosen since the foundation of the world to take care of his business. So we got to go and, and check with the seal. In the 45th chapter, verse 4, and see who's the us that have been chosen. You mean that is a people in the Bible that have been chosen since the foundation of the world to take care of this business. Now, the world needs to know this, hell. Who have been chosen since the foundation of the world to take care of the almighty Father, Son's business? that we can read in 45 verse 4. What's their name, Elder? Come on. The book of Isaiah 45, verse number 4 reads, For Israel, my servant's sake, Israel, my elect, have even called thee by thy name, have so, so named thee, though thou hast not known me. Israel is my elect. Now in 44, one down at verse five, Elder. Now you on something, Elder. Now you on stumbling upon something that we got to go down that bridge. Now, Sister BSJ, Israel, you listen real good and take the notes every now and then. Huh? Take a little note. If a people been chosen since the foundation of the world, and ain't no way of getting around it. So those off into other things when it comes down to the most high business. You have to know the order things, and the order got to be told to those that got to hear to hear. Is a people that been chosen since the foundation of the world. There ain't no way of getting around it. But my fact, stop off at Isaiah 41, 8 down to verse number, maybe 10, 11. Here's what sound good. Then we stroll over to 45, I mean 44, that elder. And we'll look at one down at verse 5. So now listen, Sister B.S.J. Israel, it's a people in the Bible. I don't care what the circumstance is now, but it's been chosen since the foundation of the world. And once they wake up, the almighty Yahweh going to intervene. That's once the people that we identified have been chosen since the foundation of the world. 41, 8 down at verse 10. What is that, Elder? The book of Isaiah, chapter 41. I believe you say 8 through 10. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds pretty good. You can throw 11 in if, if, uh, if you think we can grab a little 11. But try 41, 8 through 10, just get warmed up there, Elder. If you see it, the ease in verse 11. Uh, hallelujah. Well, on that, come on. The book of Isaiah 41, verses 8 through 10 reads, 
Isaiah chapter 41, verse number 8. But thou Israel art my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Verse number 9. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, You are my servant, I have chosen you, and not cast you away. Verse number 10. For thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am Yahweh. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, according to verse 11, Elder, and what did he say that we can really kind of put our head on in verse number 11? The book of Isaiah 41, verse 11 reads, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. See that? So that's big talk there, Elder. So those that continue to strive with his chosen one, and he put a name on his chosen one, is Israel. You are my servant. But we know today Israel now have become Israelis and all these things now. So we totally confused now. So that's why we got to go in this Bible and see what the order of things is. Because the Israel of the Bible is something he's going to do that we can really put our hands on it according to Scripture. See, he left a mark on the Israel of the Bible. It's something they're going to do for you to really be enlightened according to 44, 1 through 6. So that's why you got to watch everybody from the pages of the book. So he chosen Israel, and Israel fans, we are the peoples in the land since 1948. That's what they say. But And look at WCC saying, now, Sear, we see you in that, we see that we should cut you off. That's what we should do for you, because now you could have bring up some stuff that we ain't ready here right now. So if they cut me off there, you be ready to go go what you know. Sorry to tell you, Elder. So be prepared. So now, so now, what we just find out before um, the WCC really interrupt my microphone for a second, to remind me of something. Um, kind of lost my, my train of thought on what I was getting ready to say. What was I getting ready to say, Elder? Talking about the situation of the Israelis, people in the land. Oh, oh people in the land. Okay, good. So, the Yahweh put a sign on the people of the book so you can know the ones that's in the land if they are legit Israel, Israelites. He put a sign that for those that can be counting his words to understand these things. So in the 44th chapter, let's see what the one down in verse 6. Let's see what the one that was chosen from the Bible. Remember, the Bible started in 4004 B.C. with Adam after 96 A.D., his story was told. Anything after 96 A.D. is from Satan the devil. 
you get in your mind. So 44, 1 down in verse 6, can you help me out here? Adam? Matter of fact, help the national audience out on 44, 1 down in verse 6. What is that? The book of Isaiah 44, verse number 1 through 6. Isaiah chapter 44, verse number 1 reads, You now hear, O Israel, my servant, Israel whom I have chosen, verse number 2, the said Jacqua that may be, form thee from the womb, which will help thee, present not, O Israel, my servant, and thou, Israel, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Verse number three, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, my blessing upon thy offspring. Verse number four, they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water course. Verse number five, one shall say, I am Yahweh, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall surname himself. To strive with his hand until Yahweh and surname himself by the name of Israel. Verse number six. The same Yahweh, the king of Israel, and his redeemer, Yahweh of hosts. I am the first, I am the last, and besides me, there is no Yahweh. Uh-huh. Uh, read verse four again now, Elder. Read verse four, four, seven years. But Isaiah 44. Verse number four reads, they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. Verse three. Verse three. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. If you don't pour water on the one that's thirsty, I mean, you can't carry your this thing over here. He said, I'm going to put water on the one that's thirsty. He knows the one that's thirsty. Let's preach up there in the 59th chapter, Ayo. We're going to Isaiah 59, and we'll pick it up at verse number 19 down to verse 21. He said, I'm going to pour my water on the ones that are thirsty, and that water he's going to pour on you in 526, where he sees you first, Ayo. He said, I'm going to put my water on them that's thirsty. So let me tell you something. To understand Yahweh's word and be a doer of Yahweh's word, he's going to pour water on the one that's thirsty. That's the one going to spring up and take care of his business. So you got to be thirsty to take care of his business. Then he's going he gonna to kick in some water on you. It's not what water he's going to pour on you that we can read by going to... Um, 526 of Ephesians now. The book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse number 26 reads, They might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So he's going to have them word up. And they're going to be instant in season and out of season. They're going to be word up. So now how you distinguish between the Israelites of the Bible and the Israelis of the day because of what they're going to be doing according to the word of the Bible. They're going to be connecting this book. In St. John 15, verse 3, let's get another one in there and read verse 5. St. John chapter 
15, verse 3 and verse 5. What does it say? Book of St. John 15, verse number 3. Verse number 5 reads, Book of St. John chapter 15, verse number 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringing forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You hear that man saying? He said, he said, look here. Without him, you can't do nothing. So if you think you own something, and you got Yahweh not with you, it's on temporarily. It's on temporarily. He said, without him, you can't do nothing. So he said, he chose the people from the foundation of the world. And their name is Israel. But is it the Israelis or is it the Israelites? Which one has he chosen? So the only way you're going to do it, you got to investigate in the Bible. Because Peter made a profound statement, Elder, First Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 25. Peter, the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, he made a statement. See, remember, they make a lot of statements. And how you going to know who's the true Israel and Israel, Israelite and Israelis you have to identify them from the pages of the Bible by the characteristics of the actions according to this book. Now what they say on that one hour thing. You gotta watch them go in this Bible. And I ain't forgot about nineteen to twenty one, but I need first Peter chapter one, verse twenty and twenty five to hear what it says. Book of first Peter chapter one, verse twenty, verse twenty five reads. Look at First Peter chapter one, verse number twenty reads, "Who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but, one, but was manifest in these last times for you." Verse twenty-five, but the word of Yahweh endureth forever, and just as the word which by the covenant is taught unto you. And, and, and what and what he gave you was a covenant. He gave you to understand his word was a covenant. Now let's back up to Isaiah 59 and bring those fear in again. And let's see what he says in Isaiah 59, 19 down to verse 21. Here. The book of Isaiah 59, verse number 19 to 21 reads. Book of Isaiah 59, verse number 19 reads. Isaiah 59, verse number 19. So shall they fear the name of Yahweh from the west, his greatness from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of Yahweh shall lift up a standard against him. Verse number 25. Verse number 20. As the name shall come to Yahweh Judah, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, Israel, Save Yahweh. It doesn't go to 25, does it? Yeah, it goes on 21. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, 21. What does it say in 21 now, Hill? Book of Isaiah 59, verse 21 reads For me, this is my covenant with them, save Yahweh. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in your mouth. Shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed's seed, save Yahweh, from henceforth and forever. 
So you see, what's going to be going on that the word of his mouth, I mean the word of the temple standard. Talk again there, uh, El. Now we got to find out about this. What standard is he talking about? Let's preach up that 13, and we see Mother Mother E come on stage. So Mother E, she look out. Hey, see, I want to holler on that microphone um, a little bit myself. All right, Mother, we'll bring you on in a minute. And the 13th chapter, Elder, of the book of Isaiah, I, I want to hear a little bit more. And I'll look at verse number 13 chapter. I'm going to look at verse number 3. What it says, because I, I need that same word a little bit different. Matter of fact, pick it up at verse number 2. I need to hear that word a little bit different. He said he's going to set up a standard against him. So let's see what exactly what's going to happen in 13 verse 2 of Isaiah. What does it say? Because Isaiah chapter 13, verse number 2 reads, If ye up a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, and they may go into the gates of the nobles. You see that? He said, lift up a banner. You know what the banner is? It's Bible. It's Bible, see, right? See, we got to lift this Bible up. This Bible is up on the high mountain. I mean, high government. We got to show this Bible. And those that got to hear the hear going to hear what the Bible is saying. And they're going to be able to distinguish between what the Bible is saying. So that's the standard is, is lift up the battle. The, up on the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them. The voice is the Bible. The voice is the Bible. We got to let the world understand about this Bible. And on I know that got a handle on it that I know. I mean, I can be, I mean, all I know is the six morning council voice of the Israelites. They bring you our pure Bible. They show you what the Bible saying. And that's a great thing. So we're going to see if we can bring Mother Mother E in on tape number 83. Uh, one of the mothers out of camp number one by saying, Hey, Mother E, tribe of y'all, God, Judah. One of the mothers out of camp one. Y'all probably be there, see, right? Yeah, uh, this is dear Israel. So see, Lord, and we y'all Hallelujah, Mother. Now, now, Mother, we got to lift up the banner, and the standard is this word. Uh, can you give me a uh, one quick verse? Hell, to have me Romans chapter eight, sixteen, out of verse twenty-three. Read the it again. But, but Mother E, can you help those see out in in the book called Saint John chapter eleven, verse fifty, down to verse fifty-two? Hey, Mother E, look real carefully at what says in. St. John chapter 11, verse 50 down to verse 52. Because we try to distinguish between the children of the Bible and the children of the world because everybody claims to be Israel, Israelite, or Israelis. Which one is the real Israelite? You'll find out through the pages of the book because he got signs in his Bible and all one can unlock it if those who know how to go in this Bible and sit things in order. 
So it was some a round table discussion going on, mother, back in the days. They all was doing some talking. All the big digging chairs just doing a little talking, mother. And they said some things, and let's see what they say that we can read. In St. John chapter 11, verse 50, down to verse 52. Hey, Mother E, what did it say there? Come up. St. John chapter 11, verse 50 to 52. Verse 50. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that this whole nation perish not. It's one. And this speak he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yahweh should die for that nation. 52. And not for that nation only, but, but that also he should gather together in one the children of Yahweh that were scattered abroad. And my, and my, that was big talk right there. Now that, now that was some great big tall talking. He just said, would you read verse, would you read that verse 52 again, mother? I mean, you dropped the bombshell, mother. But I, I just want to hear that verse 52 one more time. Come on. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 52. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together and warn the children of Yahweh that were scattered abroad. Oh, so he's supposed to gather together the children of Israel that are scattered abroad. So he died for that nation. So, but we've been taught all our life he died for the world, you know, in John three sixteen. But according to the eyewitness of the dignitaries that were in power, they say he died for that nation. But how is he going to gather the people that spread it abroad? How is he going to do it? Meaning we got to go back and do prophecy and find out how is this going to happen. So he ought to hold that point in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. To two and three, because Mother just dropped a bombshell on his national radio broadcast. We need to know how he's going to gather these people that are scattered abroad. Since we know plainly he made a statement, hey, Mother E, hey, Mother E, he made a statement in 14, verse 12 of, of St. John. He said something, Mother. Hey, Mother E, what he said in St. John 14, verse 12? Book of St. John. Chapter 14, verse 12. St. John, chapter 14, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the work that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So, he, so what he's saying, mother, he's going back to his father still on the right hand, and he's going to gather, he's going to do it, but he's saying he's going to be back in heaven. So who the one got to gather people if he's going to be back in heaven? 
Now, mother, now look. Now I gotta figure. We gotta figure this out, mother. So now we gotta get some prophecy and find out what is the characteristic of the one that's gonna be gathering the people together by looking at the prophecy of the the seer. So in in the book of Malachi, mother. Can you help those see out in verse 4 and verse 6? Help those see out in Malachi chapter 4 and verse 6. I think, Mother, you are, you are eased in on something, and we got to tie this in. So let's find out what, how do we supposed to look on the one that's going to gather the dispersed of the 12 tribes of Israel what sign do we have? Let's see what Malachi chapter 4, verse 4 and 6 says. Malachi chapter 4, verse 4 and verse 6. Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him and her for all Israel with the Statutes and judgments. Verse 5. Behold, I will send Elijah to seal before the, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Yahweh. Verse 6. And he shall turn the mind of the fathers to the children, and the mind of the children to their fathers. Yes, I come and smite the earth with the curse. So whoever this is, mother, what they're going to do in, in time, he will be telling them to come back to the father, to turn back to the children, and the children turn back to the father. That's how they're going to be talking, mother. Now, that's a big deal. That's a big talk, mother. So... So now we got an idea of what they're going to be talking about when you know that this time is coming around, that the conversation will be about getting the father got to step up. Father got to turn the minds of his family. The children got to pay their father more attention than ever before. So somebody's going to be talking about that, mother. Because one thing about this father, according to Sirach 3, verse 9, what kind of father do you have our responsibility? What about this father? So this father is going to have to be the father of this Bible, and what is in store on this father that we can read in 3, verse 9, down to verse 11, Three nine of the of Tarakma. Make it book of Tarakma. Three verse nine through eleven. Let's see what's going on, mother. That we can read. Tarak chapter three, verse nine through eleven. What do you say, mother? But the book of Tarak chapter three, verse nine to eleven. Verse nine. For the blessing of the fathers established the house of the children, 
the family of your children. But the curse of the mother rooted out the foundation. Verse 10, glory not in the dishonor of the father, for, they, for, for your father dishonor is not glory unto thee. Verse 11, for the for the greatness of a for the greatness for the glory of the man for the glory of a man is from the honor of his father and a and a mother and this honor is a report to the children. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, mother, you make it plain. The father gotta step up. So what we have to do, mother, we have to we have to direct ourselves to the father, but just not know any kind of father, mother. It's not a father because he on father a child. I gotta get one more verse out to mother that we're going to my fact we see Elder Tillson came on to let the world know who bring the broadcast. Now, mother, we gotta make sure we understand what father got to step it up. What kind of father this got to be in 37 verse 12? Not just know any kind of man. Just not know any kind of father. So what kind of father we talking about in this case, mother, in Torah 37 verse 12? Book of Torah, chapter 37 verse 12. Torah chapter 37, verse 12. But be continued with the Yahweh man whom thou knowest to keep the commandments of the Yahweh, whose mind is according to the mind, to thy, thy mind, his mind, and will follow with thee if thou shalt miscarry. Mm-hmm. So the kind of man that got to step forward, mother, is a Yahweh man. And the Yahweh man, you know they keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. So this blessing is waiting on the Yahweh man. So what we got to do, we got to identify the Yahweh man. And the signs of a Yahweh man does not know any man, but the man got to be the one that keeps the laws, statutes, and the commandments. That's the Yahweh man that Yahweh is waiting to see. Because then he's going to step up and establish the family according to my book. That's what he says. So that's the game changer right there. So we're going to bring our hill with the tills in, mother, and then we'll get back to
because the first mission is to get his family in order. He got to lead by example. His wife got to follow him by example. And his children got to follow the mother by example. And so on and so on. That's how it got to be. So we don't find out a whole lot on the way of finding out a whole lot. So we're bringing Elmer's kids. Elmer's kids are going to tell you all about this broadcast. And then we'll see what, what else we can get going on on tape A3. So when you meet our elder, Mr. Tills, Israel, with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tills, Yaqua Bidjadel C. Roy. And Yaqua bless you, C. Israel, C. Roy. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Well, we have learned a lot on the way of learning a lot. But we know one thing, somebody got killed who bring this broadcast and who all carrying the broadcast. So he'll take your time and whatever all might put on you to tell them on tape number 83. You're on the clock. Elder, Mr. Tills, come up. And once again, Yonkwon, bless you, see Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among the cast of over 900,000 listeners. And you know, that's a real good thing, because we do need to get this word out there as it's written. And some people, it has to be explained to. There's a lot of problems out here today. That's why it starts at the family. It has to come in the homes, and it's a very serious thing. At this particular time, while we're holding the broadcast, we have, I guess, Manasseh, Issachar, the people of that particular descendant race, they are celebrating what they call the Mexican vote saint, Santa Mokri. He's become increasingly famous with that particular race. He's like the Grim Reaper, like what we know. As I said, they had a statue at one of my work locations, and people was donating more money to that statue than I made all week. I couldn't believe that. So... We have to reach out and be strong with this word because we have to remember the non-righteous job is to lead you astray, like I spoke of before. And they do a good job of trying to lead you astray. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bumps and gums for righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of the Alphabet's Ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Connecting the Bible books, your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. And this is the information that you all came to seek and have now found it in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadav. We're open unto you on the normal days from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday. We have a class time that starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class, which starts at 2 to 5 p.m., until the temple members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. To use this on any search engine, 
right on that search line, EmmaTribeYada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for TribeYada.com. Dash is right. Doing this will take you to a big line where you'll see some choices, one being tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. However, any other device might have menu. But clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings, and doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, the kindreds of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering, come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves that you'll forgive And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures, which are written in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again written in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh, alive. Also for building a school, which is very well needed, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah Guam. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar. That calendar is there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come throughout the year. Also, there's a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. And to get there, just enter three words this time, Yaqua Radio Live on that search line. And after you click on that, Look for Voices on the Truth Lakes, driving the dial, and click the red live button. As soon as it appears, it'll put you right into a live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers that you can call with the Aquan line. The first being our live conference room number. That number is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call or leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you have messages on, questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six or nine accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, we'll only hear a discouraging click followed by our doubts. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the CEO. Either email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answering many emails, and even now, in addition to that, the Latter day Saints. So please use the international line of 224. 6005579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear the discouraging delta. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. This program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do that, enter three words on the search line. Yahweh Radio Live. When you click on that, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Travis Yadah, 
At that point, just choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day you see listed that you would like to listen. Also, during our normal blog talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Talk. Talk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Paltalk app. We'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for voices for the Trizites, tribe of Yadav. When you get there, you'll find a room with whole 50 or more listening participants. The Yadav's word will also be working with your Bible education. Online there to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Sia Israel, writing in Shanghai. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Talk. But that last reminder I usually give is that when we're giving the scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh flow smoothly. Remember that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So doing this, we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. So we can start to do just as we spoke. We'll turn our program back to our seer Israel and say hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, yo, hallelujah, I was acting on your part, yo, no doubt about it. And we see um, more came on the stage. We see, we see daughter of Israel. So let's see, I want to, I, I, I ain't, I want to hold that microphone a little bit. The daughter of, of Israel came on stage. She want to hold that microphone a little bit. And let's bring daughter of Israel in. And see if you're ready to holler on that microphone a little bit. Daughter of Israel. Hallelujah, Quasi Royal. I have to pass right now. I'll be ready in a little bit, okay? Hallelujah, Quasi. Okay, when you ready, you say hallelujah. Yeah, that's what you say. So once you're ready, daughter of Israel, just say hallelujah, Quasi. And we also see Mother D of Israel. Now, Mother D of Israel, we're going to see if she's coming out on that microphone a little bit. Mother D of Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp 1, Mother D F. D F the hell, Mr. T of D F. As in, what word is F? Give me a word in F. F is bad. D F Israel. Mother D of Israel, Yahweh be there, see right. Yahweh bless you, sir. Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. 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 So, uh, Mother Israel, coming on stage, holding that microphone a little bit too. So, we'll get back with our elder. But, Mother Israel, before I get with our elder, Yadah Israel, can you give me 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 down to verse 7 there, Mother? Mother of Israel, what does 2 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 10, verse 4 down to verse 7 say? 2 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Second Corinthians chapter ten, verses four, four and five of four and one. You take it on down to verse seven. Take it on down. Yeah, all of them. Let me let me get those figures and talk then. Second Corinthians ten, verse four, all the way down to verse seven. The world is missing. Take your time and come up. Second Corinthians chapter ten. Verses 4 to 7, verse 4, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through Yahweh, through the pulling down of strongholds, verse 5, casting down imaginations and every hot thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Yahweh, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Yahweh's Son. Verse 6, And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Verse 7, Do you look on things after that outward appearance but any man trusts in himself that he is Yahweh, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Yahweh, even so are we Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to be ready. That's what he said, Mother. We got to be ready. That's what they talk, Mother. We got to be ready, Mother. He said, now, this man right here, you got to be ready. So I, I need a precept on that, mother. And I need a precept on that. How how do we get ready? So I got to get a precept on that, mother. And in the fourth chapter of Second Timothy, how do we get ready, mother? Let's see in Second Timothy chapter 4, how do we get ready? To take care of this man's business. Let's find out what he got written in Second Timothy 4, verse 2, and verse number 5. Let's see what it says in Second Timothy, chapter 4, verse 2, and verse 5. What does it say? Second Timothy, chapter 4, verse 2. In verse 5 or down to 5? Well, 2 and 5. That's enough. 2 and 5. 2 and 5. Verse Mm -hmm. 2. Preach the word. Teach the word. Be in season. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Verse 5, but watch you in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. So we got to be ready to go. This is what we've been told to be ready to go. We got to be ready to go when it comes down from dust and Yahweh. We only broadcast six nights a week, not on Tuesday, but it'd be on 
pal talk on Tuesday. The young minds be on there. But we got to be ready to go instant in season, out of season. When it's time to take care of y'all for our business, we got alarm got to go off and up. So, uh-oh, it's time to take care of y'all for our business. We got to give it all we got. And we got to make full proof of what we think. So that's a great thing. So now, now, Elder Yachtai is red. So we found out that if a nation didn't chosen since the foundation of the world, and we know you hold in Genesis 49, verse 1, 8 through 10, and we know you hold in Deuteronomy 33, 1 through 7, 13 through 17. We do know that already. But before we get into that, you know, the little mental spirit getting the ears and all said, I know we're going to take you that part, but go back and get me some Romans chapter 8, 16 down to verse 23. Then we'll get rid of that. But he said, right now, since um, time has elapsed, let's come back, Elder Yagda, and we're going back to Romans chapter 8, verse 16 down to verse 23. Let's see what we can get out of that. You're on the clock. Come on. Book of Romans chapter 8, verse 16 through 23 reads. Book of Romans 8, verse number 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of Yahweh. Verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of Yahweh, join heirs of Yahweh the Son, so be that we suffer with him, we may be also honored, glorified together. Verse number 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory it shall be revealed in us. Verse number 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of Yahweh. Verse number 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him, who has subjected the same in hope. Verse 21. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the greatness Glorious liberty of the children of Yahweh. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travails in pain together until now. Verse 23. Not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Excellent. Man, you know, um, hey, Elder, now you know you just dropped the bomb still in verse 23 now, because you talk to the Romans. But he dropped the bomb. You dropped the bomb still in verse 23. So we might, we might uh, instill enlighten the national audience over 900,000 plus and counting on that verse 23. Because that's a precept verse. Read that verse 23. Let's see what we if you can get a precept out of 23 to make memory, he's talking to the Romans. In Christianity, if you talk to the Romans, you think he's talking to the Romans that if um, the sentence of Esau and the five sons was called the Roman Catholic Church. By you reading according to what it's got to read. But he left a tidbit on what Romans he's talking to that's in Rome and verse 23. 
Bring out verse 23 again here on this precept and see exactly who is he talking to. One more again. Come on. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse number 23, read. And not only they, but I say also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we are even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for a, the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So he tells the one that got the first the first fruit. That's what he's talking to. He told you somebody in Rome, and we let Christianity like like uh, the WCC World Council Church, the uh, Latter Day Saints, or Roman Catholic Church out of New York, take that verse and they'll bring in the Romans, and and you be thinking about the Romans that you see called the Roman Legion. But he made a, a profound statement. They got the first fruit. So now we got the precept there, and find out by precept of the Bible who. Is he's talking about? So we're going to Jeremiah El, Yahweh Israel, and let's see can we tie this in that what Paul is doing in Rome and what Romans he's talking to, and he said the key word was the first fruit. Now this is six anointing count. You don't have to get this right. You want to be able to hear that small still voice and hear that precept. Because it jumped down in his Roman verse, and Christianity and Islam and Judaism are just to keep you in the ring in, and you can't get yourself from that foot in your ring in. But we're going to show you how you do it. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 2, Elder. And we're going to look at verse 1 down to verse 4. Let's see what he's saying, Jeremiah 2. Let's see if we link in 8.23 by precept in the Bible about the first fruit that was in Rome by going to Jeremiah 2, 1, 2, 3, 4. What is that, Elder? Come on. The Jeremiah chapter 2, verse number 1 through 4 reads. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse number 1. Over the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Verse number two, Go and cry in the ears of Yahweh Judah, saying, The same Yahweh, I remember you, the kindness of your youth, the love of your espousal, and thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. Verse number three, Israel was righteousness, holiness unto Yahweh. And the first fruit of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. He which shall come upon them, save Yahweh. Verse number four. Hear the word of Yahweh, O family of Israel, and all the families of the nation of Israel. Hey, that. You hear what the Bible is saying? So listen, when you jump down and read the book of Romans, he left the tidbit that lets you know in 10 verse 1. Now go to 10, 1, 1, 2, and 3. They are in Romans. So he left. Listen, when you read in the book of Romans, you got some pastors in Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. They read Romans. Yeah, I heard some addictions. I love to stay in Romans because Romans just tell us all what we got to do. Wait a minute. 
No, you've been reading Romans wrong, and those that have been here have been receiving wrong. When you jump down in the book of Romans, it's not talking about the other nation. It's talking about one nation, which is the first fruit. Uh, hey, Mother E, read that verse 3 again, 2, 3, before I bring the elder in, 10, that 1, 2, and 3. Hey, Mother E, read that um, Jeremiah 2, 3 again. What did it say that, Mother Jeremiah. Jeremiah 3. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 3. Yes, ma'am. What's that say? Israel was righteous unto the Yahweh, and the first fruit of his increase. All that divide him, their opinion, even shall come upon them, said the Yahweh. Oh, you see that, mother? So now the so when we read the Romans about this first fruit that was in Rome, he was talking about what people, mother, according to 2 verse 3, mother. What people was he talking about according to 2 verse 3, his first fruit? You're talking uh, about Israel. You're talking about Israel. Yes, ma'am, mother. The children of Israel. Now, mother, back up and give me um, Exodus chapter 4. And we'll look down at verse number 21 and 22. Let's see what it says. Let's back up and hit it again when we talked about mother. See, mother, all the six anointed camps got to be able to step the game up. And and we have to make sure they step in their game up. Uh, we can hear their speech through the precepts. We know when they're just reading Bible or if they're linking this thing up. So the first fruit, it, that verse was pulled from 4 to 21 and 22, Mother. Hey, Mother E, what it says in um, Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 and 22? The book of Exodus chapter 4, verses 21 and verse 22. Verse 21, and the Yahweh said unto Moses, and thou goest to return to Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. But I will harden his mind, that he shall not let the people go. 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus said the Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So, mother, so mother, now when we read about the first part of the Almighty as a nation, who is he talking about, mother, when we read the Bible now? Talking about Israel. The children of Israel. That's what he's talking okay, about, mother. The children of Israel. Yes, ma'am. So we got to make sure we hear, when we hear teachers teaching, we got to make sure that now what? Listen, I know y'all reading that verse, but when you jump in the Romans, it's talking about the children of Israel. It's not talking about the other nations, children of Israel. Now, y'all don't just, just go back to that same 10th chapter and look at 1, 2, and 3. Let's see what old Elder will get out of it, 10, 1, 2, and 3. Elder, y'all die Israel. Romans 10, 1, 2, and 3, what it say? Book of Romans chapter 10, 
verse number one, two, and verse number three reads. Look at Romans 10, verse number one. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. Verse number two. For I bet them record they have a zeal of Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. Verse number three. For they being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Yahweh. He said they've been they ignorant of, of the he, he said Israel is ignorant of the knowledge of Yahweh. And guess what? Israel is. But what Israel are you talking about? What Israel is you talking about is ignorant of the knowledge of Yahweh. So now look what he just said. Israel is ignorant, ignorant of the knowledge of Yahweh. Now, what comes into the world's mind is one thing, but what comes in the six anointed camps are no thing. See, we know in first Kings, Israel, we know something happened in first Kings by knowing how to precept the Bible. We know that something happened that we can read in First Kings chapter. We're going to First Kings, Ellen. We know something happened that is not discussed about happened in First Kings. And something happened in First Kings, Ellen. But Osea is struggling right now to see what will happen in First Kings. First Kings. Chapter number, see, we know this. The six of the camps know this. And the mothers know this. The elder mothers and the elders, we all know these things. If something happens that is not being discussed, but our job is to see that if, if it's not discussed, it's not going to come out right. And verse 26. Let's see what happened in verse 26, 11, 26. And we'll take it down to verse 31 and 35. It's something we know that we can go in the Bible and tell when the teacher's teaching because he will leave nothing that the Spirit won't show you how to get in and get out. So 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 26 down to 31 and 35. What does that say to The book of 1 Kings chapter 11, verse number 26 through 31, and verse number 35 reads. Book of 1 Kings chapter 11. Verse number 26 reads, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephratite of Zerida, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow woman. Even he lifted up his hand against the king. Verse 27, this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Melo and repaired the breaches of the city of David his father. Verse number 28, the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon seeing the young man that he was industrious. He made him ruler over all the charge of the family, the house of Joseph. Verse number 29, it came to pass that at that time, when Jeroboam went out of Judah, that the seer, Ahiah, the Shulonite, found him in the way. And he had clad himself with a new garment. They two were alone in the field. Verse number 30. 
And Ahiah caught the new garment that was on him and ran it in 12 pieces. Verse 31, and he said to Jeroboam, Take thee 10 pieces, for thus saith Yahweh, the Yahweh of Israel, it will I rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give 10 tribes to thee. Verse number 35, that I would take the kingdom out of his son's hand and would give it unto thee, even ten tribes. So now you see that? So now when you see the word Israel, you have to understand six anointed camp of bosses of the true Israelites. Israel, that is the foundation when you say them, you say ten tribes. That's who Israel is, ten tribes. Israel is headed by the Ephraim, Ephraimites. So now, understand that. So when you see the word in the Bible called Israel, it's ten tribes. But we got the foundation of what happened. But it was already prophesied. They knew of it all the time in Second Samuel 19, Verse 42 and 43. So listen, six and on the count. It's time to raise the level of teaching. This don't just be putting a lesson on and not tying in exactly what's going on and paint the picture. So when you see the word Israel in the Bible, after First Kings chapter 11, whatever it is, Kings 11, when you see the word Israel, in your mind, rehearse the righteous act, tribe. Because see, the ten tribes lift up the head back in, in, in the fierce days of Isaiah. They lifted their head up and said something. And we're going to see what they said in Second Samuel chapter 19, verse 42 and 43. Now, we fit a monitor the ten tribes, and they thought, remember, they headed by Ephraim. Got it? Good. Ten tribes there. Let's see what, what the elder going to bring up in the 19th chapter, verse 42 and 43. What did it say to Aeon? Second Samuel 19, 42 and 43. The book of Second Samuel chapter 19, verse number 42 and verse 43 reads, book of Second Samuel 19, verse number 42 now the men of Yahweh Judah answered the men of Israel, because the king is near of kin to us. Before then be ye angry for this matter, that we eat at all of the king's court, of the king's cause, or have he given us any gift? Verse 43. And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, and said, We have ten pious in the king. We have also more right than David than you. By the end, did you despise us? And I should not be first had in bringing back our king. And the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Now listen. Again, a precept and a profound statement was we read it earlier, except was not there. When Ella read um, A Mother Day of Israel, read mm-hmm. Ephesians 1, verse 4, Mother Day of Israel. 
Read me one verse four again. Ephesians one verse four. Read that again, and I'm gonna see what's going on. Okay, Ephesians one four. Okay. One verse four. Okay. Uh huh. What do one what do one verse four say? Ephesians chapter one, verse four, read. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter one, verse four. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be righteous and without blame. Before him in love. Mm-hmm. You've chosen us before the fall foundation of the world that we should be right. Now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, who's us? They chose with the foundation of the world that uh, will be righteous. Um, Elder, read that verse again, Elder. Who's us? Who's the us that he have chosen before the foundation of the world to us? Now, here goes the precept to us that he had chosen for the foundation of the world. Second Samuel. Remember on them on the cue cards, the six morning camps we all got. Don't let them good precepts get away. So when we read in Ephesians, go see the world and jump down Ephesians, they chosen us, and they're gonna put themselves in on the up. So wait a minute. But when the precept come in, it's it's it slammed they they fingers in the door. By Elder reading the up and nineteen forty two of second Samuel. Now watch who the us is and don't forget about the little cue card and write down the precept because you might hear a lesson chosen us since the foundation of the world that we should be right. Wait a minute. That's a lot of big trouble there. Man, it's been a world jump on that and they have it all over the world. They had a Roman Catholic Church being righteous. They had a modern-day saint being righteous. They had everybody being righteous. But then when the sixth anointing captured, wait a minute. Second um, Samuel nineteen forty-two was explained to us who the earth is. What is that? Y'all got Israel. What is that? The book of Second Samuel chapter nineteen, verse number forty-two reads, and all the men of Judah answered. The men of Israel. Right. Because the king is near of kin to us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remember, we're looking for the word called us. So who's the us according to 42 in the first uh, one, two, three line? The us is the men of Judah. After the men of Israel, because the king is near and king is near and kin to us. So the us he's talking about that been chosen since the foundation of the world is the men of Judah and the men of Israel. What's that go to us right there? So you've been chosen since the foundation of the world. But it's been chosen in order. 
Yahweh the Son is closer to the men of Judah than the men of Israel. It's Ael. Is that what we're reading now? Ael the Yahweh Israel. If, if that what we read, is the men of Judah closer to Yahweh than the men of Israel? Is that what we're reading now? Hallelujah. See, we got to know these things. So when the 12 tribes got to understand something, the men of Judah is more closer to Yahweh than the men of Israel. That's big business. So now, once we understand that's the order of things, Judah and 12 verse 7, Elder, just get a precept on that in 12 verse 7 of the book of Zechariah. We need a precept because we got to see, we got to know what Yahweh is going to do first. So when we see anybody making a move, we say, yeah, the move you're making is okay, but it's not the move that Yahweh have requested from this Bible. Because the one supposed to make the move first, and the one he going to say first, he got it written in the Bible in 12 verse 7 of Zechariah. Who he got written that hill? Book of Zechariah, chapter 12. It's number 7 reads. Book of Zechariah, chapter 12, verse number 7. Yahweh also shall save the tent of Yahweh Judah first. That the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Yahweh Judah do not magnify themselves against Yahweh Judah. Yeah, in that case, it's talking about the, uh, the northern kingdom in that case. That Israel. Now you know Israel, listen, the ten tribes, do not magnify yourself against Judah. Don't do it. And what will happen today the northern kingdom have magnified themselves against Judah. The northern kingdom looks at Judah as uh, the third man out. The northern kingdom today, they worshiped Guadalupe. And they got Guadalupe looking more like them from after Christopher Columbus that brought them back and Herman Cortez that brought them back. And then the Catholic Church got Mary and the baby looking like them. See, everybody out of order now. But we just found out Judah and the word tent in this case mean the camp. The camp of Judah would be saved first. See, this order for Yahweh to intervene again, you got to understand order. The camp of Judah would be saved first. Third, then Paul, he didn't back away from that. Paul read the prior history, and he went to the great big temple of the Almighty Yahweh. And we're going to see what day he go on the great big temple of Yahweh. So here he going in 1342 of Acts to the great big temple of Yahweh, which we understand was written in 12 verse 7. Judah's 
account will be saved first. So now, let's see that anything change when he got in heaven. Now, Paul was raised from the womb in Galatians 1, 16 and 17 to deliver this message to remind northern kingdom the order of things. Let's see what he says in 13, 42 there, you know? What did he say about that? The book of Acts, chapter 13, verse number 42 reads, When you got Judah, we're gone out of the synagogue, the temple. The ten northern tribes, it's taught that these words might be taught to them the next Sabbath day. Uh-huh. So, they, so, so when God, God, Judah have went out the temple, northern kings say, well, look here. It was outside gleaming. Can you teach us this word when? The next Sabbath day. And um, what happened on the next Sabbath day in verse 44? Verse number 44 reads, the book of Acts 13, verse 44. The next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of Yahweh. Wait a minute. So on the Sabbath day, Elder, what do you folks to come to the temple to do? What, Elder, according to verse 44? Why do you come to the temple <laughs> on the Sabbath day? According to verse 44. To hear the word of Yahweh. That's why you come to the, the temple. You come to the temple to hear the word of Yahweh. That's the reason you come to the temple. Now give me a precept on that, because Yahweh had to address that. And, um... St. John 6, 26 to 29. So listen, six months When you got the members coming in, you got to make sure they come in peacefully for one reason and one reason alone, to hear the word of Yahweh. That's the reason you come together on the Saturday. You don't come to worry about who to your left or who to your right. You come to the temple to hear the word. Word of Yahweh. Now Yahweh has to address the people about this thing. And he says something in St. John 6, 26 to 29. Let's talk about it. Come on. Book of St. John 6, verse 26 and verse 29 reads. Book of St. John chapter 6, verse 26. Yahweh the Son answered them and said, Truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracle, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse twenty nine. Verse number twenty nine. That's what the son answered the son unto them. This is the work oh, of Yahweh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hallelujah, brother and mother. Listen, go. Just take your time and just read that straight on through twenty six down to twenty nine. So you see, we have to special the laws in the in leadership. On the Sabbath day, your only purpose you come in is to hear the word of Yahweh. That's what you come for the Sabbath day. You don't come for the load or what time is the load going to be passed on the load. To get the blessing that you, that the mother love to say that we need, we got the first intake of the word of Yahweh on the Sabbath day. Now, you know, 
This is what you do for a mother. They might ask you a household. But you ain't keep the law, statutes, and commandments. They might ask you a household. Okay, they say that she you look on your priest on, on your um on your little little card and you see your household. And Mark chapter ten verse three, how so? Can't three mm-hmm. okay, right mm-hmm. So they might ask you, hey, mother, hey, mother, hey, mother, they might ask you this question, but how so? What do you mean by keeping the law, statutes, and commandments? They might ask you that. What's that mean? You feel okay, well, turn to Mark 10, verse 3. Let's find out what it says. The book of Mark, that's 10, verse 3. And he answered and said unto them, what did Moses command you? Let's what did Moses? What he and he answered and said unto them, "What did Moses command you?" See that? <laughs> what did Moses? What, what, what Moses got written in the Bible? That's all he said. He said, "Go back and read what Moses got." Hey, mother, go read what Moses got. And Genesis 2, verse 3. Go back and read what Moses got written in the Bible. 2, verse 3. Of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. He said Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, 3 verse 2. Make it 3 verse 2, Mom. Sounds pretty good. Make it 3 verse 2. It sounds pretty good. 3 2. Thank you. Thank you, Mother G.F. Israel. 3 verse 2. Genesis chapter 3, verse 2. And the woman said unto unto the third. Well, hold on, hold on, well, hold on Mother. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. I'm in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. I'm in Genesis chapter 2. Right? Verse number three. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis chapter two. Yeah, verse three. Yeah. He said, hey, see, you're all over the place now, Sierra. Okay. I'm all over the place. Now, let me see now, straighten up a little bit. I'm trying to straighten up right now. Genesis chapter two, verse three. It says, what do Moses, what, what did Moses command you? That's what he said. What did Moses command you? That's what he said, Mom. Now, we just find out in Genesis chapter two, verse three. What did Moses got ready to come out? Okay. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Yahweh created and made. Mm-hmm. So what day is the blessed day, Mother? The seventh day. So that's the blessed day. So they want to get in. If they want to get off of the eternal life, mother, what day they got to keep, mother? The seventh day, Saturday. And the sun go down on Friday to the sun go down on Saturday. That's what they got to keep, mother. Now let's run to, let's, let's run to he's still talking, mother, says in Luke chapter 10, verse 26 now, mother. Now we're going to Luke chapter 10, verse 26. So they may ask you again, how so? They may ask you for a second with you. Okay. Let's see what he says in Luke chapter 10, verse 26 now, Mother. 
chapter 2, man. Verse 20. Yeah, what do you say in 10, 20? The book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 26. Well, hold on, mother. Hey, mother, hold on for a minute. Hey, mother, hold on. We might as well bring it in for the NASA in order to be clear about what he's saying in verse 25. Let's, let's, let's bring the subject matter on the tape. Verse 25 and 26. What does it say there, mother? Okay. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and verse 26. 25 and 26. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and verse 26. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? 26. He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? What are you pointing back to, mother? The law. The law. You're pointing right back to two verse 3. If you want to get off of eternal life, you can examine yourself now. Is you keeping the law in order? The only way you get off of eternal life just by the son, remember the son got his, got his word from the father. The only way you can't good your way in eternal life, if you're not keeping his law, statutes, and commandments, you will not get in eternal life. Eternal life is when you're keeping the law, statutes, and commandments in order. That is the only way you get off of eternal life. Not how good you is. Not fast, not fast. You can run and jump and skip. He said, if you want to get off into life, eternal life, you got to keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. What kind of way? Like he just said, what is written in the law. That's, what, that's the only way you'll get in. You got to make sure you're doing it according to what's written in the law. If you're going to get off an eternal life, it's plain now. And we found out right now that when you talk Israel, you remember, when you talk Israel, you cannot talk 12 tribes because the kingdom is split. The king, and Paul addresses that mother dear of Israel. He addresses that in the ninth chapter, talking to the Gather his right in Rome. We're going to found it out in 10, all that stuff. So Moses of Israel, he's talking about this thing here in the ninth chapter of Romans 1 down to verse 5. He's telling the ones that was in Rome, scattered in Rome, exactly how this thing is supposed to be. It's up to you to apply it the way it is. So Mother, look right down at the ninth chapter, Mother of Israel. And look at nine, one down to five. Take your time and deliver the knockout blow and keep one thing in your mind. It's over 900,000 plus. Listen to every word that you read and say. In the ninth mm-hmm. chapter, one five, deliver the knockout blow and come on. <clears throat> Romans chapter nine, verses one to five. What yeah. you say, one to one to five. Yep. One to yep. Okay, 
Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Say the truth in Yahweh the Son. I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the righteous spirit. Verse 2. That I have great heaviness and continued sorrow in my mind. Verse 3. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Yahweh the Son for my brethren's uh, Israel, or is that Judah? Kinsmen according to the flesh. Verse 4. Who are Israelites? to whom pertains the adoption and the honor and the covenants, the law, and the giving of the law and the service of Yahweh and the, the promise. Verse 5. Whom are the fathers and of whom are concerning the flush Yahweh the Son came, who is over all. Yahweh bless you now. Yahweh bless forever. Hallelujah. Well, mm-hmm. so hmm? he said. So, so what did he did not give to the children of Israel? What he didn't give to So here's the point. If we read all that he gave to the children of Israel, then what is the problem today? What power did he give to the other nations? The children of Israel, look, look at this. Let me, let me turn to this book of Romans and look exactly what Paul said to the children of Israel that was in Rome. Now I want to just read a little bit what Mother just got to saying. I want, to find, I want to know, well, what's wrong today if Paul is bringing back to their remembrance all the things that the mighty one has gave to them and them alone, but why is it not talked about? Let's see what I can read in Romans chapter 9. Paul said his kinfolk, according to the flood, we say in verse 3, my kinfolk according to flood. Verse 4, who are Israelites? So Paul makes a claim that y'all got me looking like a Roman with a bald head and a bean head and all that. No. My kinfolk are Israelites. My kinfolk was given by Yahweh pertaining to the adoption. So the adoption, that means it changed another name from the worldly name to Israel. They got the adoption, and they got his glory, and they got his covenant with the S. So what the children of Israel got to understand something. All these covenants in the Bible belong to you, Israelites. And what you do, and give me a preacher, mother. Give me 42, 42, 21, um, Isaiah, that way, no. 
Tell me 
Yes. Yahweh is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. So, Mother, what, what do we got to magnify, Mother? I call that verse. The law. The, the law. law. The law. We got to magnify the law, Mother. We got to be ready to go and magnify the law. You see the man saying, we got to magnify the law. And the children of, of the book don't do it. They're not going to hear the law. They're going to tell you the law gone away with. But now we finally told us this. You, you got to magnify the law. But the law got to be magnified according to the order of Yahweh. Now let's take it right back to the elder. Now, elder must tell. Elder must tell. In the 49th chapter of Genesis, elder, Mr. Tell, he looked at the in the 49th chapter, verse 1, 8 to 10. I need to know what is the order of that. The order. He's going to magnify the law. Now, Elder Mr. Tittle, can you help those see out in the national order? What it says in 49 of Genesis verse 1, 8 to 10. What it say? Uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 49, I believe it says verses 1, 8, and 10. 8, 9, and 10. 8, 9, and 10. What does it say? Verse number 1 says, And Israel called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Verse number 8 says, Judah, thou art he whom my brother shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Nine, Judah, God is a lion's mouth. From the break, my son, thou art gone. He stood up and coached as a lion, and as an old lion who shall rouse him up. Who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart far from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Mm-hmm. So that they go to order. They go to order. I think your microphone is buried a little bit low. Uh, oh, your microphone a little bit low. Now, look what I'm about here. So we found out that. According to his father, he says, now, Judah is the one that all of the rest of the tribe are supposed to pray. They're not supposed to kick Judah in the ring. But all the other tribes of Israel, they kick Judah in the ring. You know, they do everything to Judah. Now, northern, northern ten tribes, they look down on Judah even to this day. And, and, then, and then when they plan, they plan to Guadalupe and the and the baby in the hand uh, looking more careless than the color of the body. 
Trouble got a lot of work to do. But they look down on you today. And 95 plus of Northern Kingdom is in the Roman Catholic Church establishment. They keep funding. They eat a whole lot of hogs. Huh? And they worship Guadalupe and the baby. What is that scripture fire? I don't know. But this northern kingdom, he was now a elder, Yahshua Israel. In the 33rd chapter, I got to find out some things. Now, I got to check. And Deuteronomy 33, elder Yahshua Israel. I got to examine some things now. Because until we get in order, and until the 10 northern tribes understand that somebody knows the order of this thing. We could examine Guadalupe and this baby that you be you dropping your bags to and you ninety five percent in the Roman Catholic Church, ninety five plus on Sunday, the wrong and Guadalupe and that baby is what they call the day of the Christian church, Mary and Jesus. But we could examine that right now by Elder Yahda Israel, the war of some things. Now Elder. Yahdai Israel. And Deuteronomy 33, he has the national audience out in verse 1, 7, 13 through 17. What does that early Yahdai Israel come out? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1 through 7, verse 13 through 17 reads. Look at Deuteronomy 33. Read 1 and 7. We will skip down 13 down to verse 7. Deuteronomy 3, verse 1, get down to 7, 13 through 17. You're back on the clock. Here are the Israel. Come on. Look at Deuteronomy 33, verse number 1, verse number 7, verse number 13 through 17 reads. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1. And this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of Yahweh, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Verse number 7. This is the blessing of Yachdah Judah. And he said, Hear Yachdah, the voice of Yachdah Judah. Bring him unto his people. Let his hand be sufficient for him. And be you a help to him from his enemies. Verse number 13. And Joseph, he said, Bless of Yachdah, bless of Yachdah. Be his hand, be his land for the precious fruit Precious things of heaven for the dew and for the deep that couches beneath. Verse 14. And for the precious fruit brought forth by the sun. And for the precious thing put forth by the moon. Verse number 15. And for the chief things of the ancient mountains. And for the precious things of the lasting hills. Verse 16. And for the precious things of the earth and fortress thereof. And for the good will of him that dwell in the bush, that the blessings come upon the head of Joseph and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brothers. Verse 17. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of a unicorn. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. So, we found out that 
he's from. He's from. He's from. Is the head of the northern ten tribes of Israel. But but then then we um so when we read First Kings chapter eleven when Jeroboam was in fear of anointing him to take over the ten tribes, that wasn't that wasn't really nothing that was already when prophesied to happen. So Yahweh created conditions for this to kick in for uh, Judah not doing his responsibility to Solomon, open the door, but it was already prophesied that Joseph was going to be and his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, was to be the head of the ten tribes prophesied in Deuteronomy. So, everything that causes the foundation of the world, we just don't understand because we're not taught right. When the seer anointed um, the, the Ephraimite, Jeroboam in the 11th chapter, prophecy was it was for him to do what he had to do. You see that? So now, but now we need to have more information on Ephraim and Manasseh, and we heard mention of Joseph. So we got to go back and find out a little bit more, Elder, about this Joseph and where did these two sons come from according to biblical scriptures of the Bible. Let's back up to Genesis 41 that Elder Yahweh Israel. Let's see if we can we inform the national audience and see what they're doing today. If they're doing it properly or they're just doing it because of tradition, not knowing the truth of the Bible. Because it was claimed a error. Mr. Till, it was plainly said in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, something was to happen. Uh, Elder, Mr. Till, something was said in prophecy, something was to happen, Elder, Mr. Till. What was said in Revelation 12, verse 9 that we can read, Elder, Mr. Till? What was said that we can read, 12, verse 9? In the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse number 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, and that old serpent called the devil. And Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his ministry spirits were cast out with him. And the eve of ministry was cast out with him. So, Satan the devil have got him an organization, and they have done what he did the whole world. The whole world has been deceived. Now, give me a precept on that in um, 5.19 of the book of 1 John. Give me a precept on that, Elder Mr. Fields. Oh, the Fields can send a precept on that in 1 John in the back of the book, chapter 5, verse 19. Give me 19 and 20. I need a precept on that. You mean that Satan have gotten somebody 
and they have to see the whole world. I need a precept on that, Elder. First John in the back of the book, chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, what does it say? In the book of First John, chapter 19, chapter 5, reading verses 19 and verse number 20, 19 says, And we know that we are of Yahweh, and the whole world of life is wickedness. 20. And we know that the Son of Yahweh is come and has given us the understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Yahweh the Son. This is the true Yahweh and eternal life. Thank you. Hey, read verse 19 again. Verse 19 again. 19. 19 says, And we know that we are of Yahweh. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. Hey, that stuff. Did you hear the man just read? They were read. The whole world lies in wickedness. The whole world have been deceived, and that's why the sixth knowledge camp you got to come back. Oh, you got to hear to hear. The whole world lies in sin. They wicked, huh? And um, now the whole world lies in sin. They wicked. All of them wicked. Because you know why? They're not keeping the order of the law, statutes, and the commands. They're not keeping them. And see, somebody got to bring it to the table. They're not keeping it. You're not keeping the law of God and the commandments. And that's going to have a whole world lies and sin. Now, we come back to hell, God, God, Israel. That's a big verse. See, and, and we come to pray you from the position you're in, but you got to believe the Bible. You know, I know you pay the field, don't never mind. But he said, oh, we're alive in witness, and you part of the world, but you live in. Now we're going to Genesis 41. Here's God, God, Israel. We're looking at verse 41, chapter 41, verse 33, on verse 44. Let's give a little background information. Here's God, God, Israel. Come on. We're going to Genesis chapter 41. Verse number 33 to 44. Sounds good, Elder. Because Genesis chapter 41, verse number 33 through 44 reads. Because Genesis 41, verse 33. And therefore that Pharaoh looked out a man discreet and wise and sent him over the land of Egypt. Verse number 34. And Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land. Take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. Verse 35. Let them gather all the food of those good years They come. Lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. Let them keep food in the cities. Verse 36. Let food be for a store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. Verse 37. The thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Verse 38. Pharaoh said unto his servants, When we found such a one as this is, 
a man to whom the spirit of Yahweh is. Verse number 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as Yahweh have showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. Verse number 40. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Verse number 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Verse 42. And Pharaoh took up his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Verse 43. He made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, By the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Verse 44. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man live of his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Verse number 45. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephaniah, and he gave him to wife Ashtonah, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. Joseph went over all the land of Egypt. Verse 46. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Verse 47. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered all, and he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt. Laid up the food in the city, food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. Verse 49, and Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much, and he lifted, left nothing numbering, for it was without number. Verse number 50, and after Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine, came which Ashenach, the daughter of Potiphera, Priest of honor bear unto him. Verse 51. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For Yahweh said he made me forget all my toil in all my father's house. Verse 52. The name of the second called he Ephraim. For Yahweh has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. That's good. So now we find out that Joseph got the two boys called and Vanessa. Now, Ephraim and Vanessa on Nael, can you tell me on the 12 chart paper who is Ephraim and Vanessa today? But here's the point. This is picking on account. You got two Ephraim and Vanessa. You got one still off in called parts of Africa. And you got some that have came over here in America. But the ones that Ephraim and Vanessa in Africa still look like the Ephraim and Vanessa of the Bible. And you got another Ephraim and Vanessa that came over here that do not look like the ones of the Bible, but they are Ephraim and Vanessa. So you got two groups of Ephraim and Vanessa. I want you to read verse 42 and Elder, look up and tell me, tell me is um, the Pharaoh doing Joseph any favor what he did in verse 42, he's taking his ring off his finger and gave it to Joseph. 
uh, Elder Mr. Taylor, look up the definition and the origin of where did that ring come from? Where did the ring come from again? Because he gave Joseph that ring put on his finger. And that ring going to signify those that, that was in the land of Ham. If they think that ring, they know Joseph is the big six. But I want to know from Elder Mr. Taylor, Find out what what is the origin of that marriage ring of the ring. Where did that come from? Is that from Yahweh? Is is that ring from man? Because we got a lot of people today. They walk around with that ring on their finger. But I want to know is what is the origin of that ring? Then who picked up that ring after the origin got it? I want to hear part one and two on where that ring come from and who applies the ring today. So El, after the El, Yahweh Israel, give me verse 42 again. What is it saying at verse 41, 42 to El? The book of Genesis 41, verse 42 reads, The Pharaoh took up his ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. Uh-huh. Now, El, Yahweh Israel. Swing down to numbers 15, 15, 16, and 29. Give me 15, chapter 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. What is the covenant about this, what, what the elder getting ready to read? Numbers 15, 15, 16, and 29. What say, elder? Y'all done. The book of Numbers, chapter 15. Number 15, verse 16, and verse 29 reads. Book of Numbers, chapter 15. Verse number 15, read. Number 15, verse 15. For an ordinance shall be both for you of the congregation, and also for the stranger that sojourning with you, an ordinance forever in your generation, as you are, so shall the stranger be before Yahweh. Verse 16. One law, one man it shall be for you, and for the stranger that sojourning with you. Verse 29. You shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, or for him that is born among the children of Israel, and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. Mm-hmm. So you can't sin on ignorance because you don't know. No, but once you know, according to 925, the other, what's it St. John 9.25? See, you know, we have sinned because of ignorance because we don't know. But once the light is turned on, according to 925 of St. John, Elder, what is saying, Elder 925 of St. John? The book of St. John 9, verse number 25 reads, Book of St. John, chapter 9, verse number 25 reads, St. John 9, verse 25. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Mm-hmm. Now, just get down to verse um, 41, or the same 941, and see, and see what the penalty behind when you were blind and now you see, but you're just going to skip your neck. Verse 41. Verse number 41, St. John chapter 9, verse 41. Now, for the Son said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. Now you say, We see. 
and for your sin remaineth. So now once you know about something and you continue to do it, then he said, well, you were blind, but now you say you see. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that ring came from Joseph. I thought that and then now, now the elder, Mr. Tillerson, come in and bring up the origin of this ring on the thing. We found out it came from Joseph. I mean, it came from the Pharaoh. But we wear the ring all around our fingers, everywhere. So let's find out where the origin of the ring comes from, according to Elder Mr. Tillerson. Hallelujah, Quasir. All right, Hallelujah, Quasir. Hey, Elder Mr. Tillerson. According to historical documented facts on the marriage ring and the ring, what is the origin of it that we can read there? Elder Mr. Tillerson. Well, listen to about this ring on the finger. Come on. Hallelujah. Okay. The Egyptians were the first to use the ring to represent entity, and the Greeks adopted the tradition of giving rings to their loved ones to represent devotion. Many of these rings afflicted the arrows or Cupid, the god of love. When the Romans conquered Greece, they picked up the tradition and they began using iron and copper in rings in marriage ceremonies. By the second century, both rings were gold, and ancient Egypts believed the ring on the finger of the fourth, the fourth finger of the left hand contained a vena amoris, a vein of love that led directly to the heart. However, the pharaoh anointed people as viceroy over Egypt by giving them the ring as a token of authority. Get in there. St. John 
chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. Then Elder, I'm going to read that again. It's speaking you make some addition on your microphone, but it's clear that once we know the truth of a matter, but we continue to do tradition after Yahweh sent the light, then that's on you. We'll read that after daughter of Israel reads St. John 9, 25 and 41. What is that? What is that, daughter? I'm getting there, Sierra. Mm-hmm. But the world is <laughs> flipping through the page. Okay, you're still flipping pages, on daughter. That means that that means that that means that, that mean, uh, uh, mom and law got to make sure you start to flip them pages a little bit better than that, because the world listening. And you ready to hear some nine twenty-five and forty-one? What it say? You ready to hear some? St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. You found it yet, daughter? I haven't found it, see. I'm having a hard time finding St. John. Well, 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 well mother-in-law, pick it up. Hey, mother dear of Israel, pick it up for mother dear of Israel. Pick it up on 9... Twenty-five and forty-one. Pick it up, or so, so you see now the work has got to be done. Because remember, we're on this worldwide international radio broadcast over nine thousand strong, and we don't need no cricket sound. Got to be ready to roll. Nine twenty-five and forty-one. Mother D. F. Israel, come out. Saint John chapter nine, verse twenty-five, and verse. Forty-one. 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 Yeah, what did it say? And it reads, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Verse 41. Yahweh the Son said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you see. We see, therefore your sins remain. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, in 319, what's our own way out? In Acts 319, what's our own way out behind what we know now? And Acts 3.19, what is our only way out, Mother, be up Israel? Acts 3.19. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Read. Uh-huh. Acts, Acts chapter 3, verse 19. <clears throat> Repent you, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of Yahweh. So all things open for us to do, Mother, once we find out the truth about them now, is to do what, Mother? According to 319. Repent. Repent before we show up. So we got time 
to repent before we show up. So now, Elder, now, Elder, now bring back again the origin of a ring, the origin of the ring, and the origin of the marriage ring, and who is pushing the issue big time today. Come back, Elder, with a little more audio. Come on. Okay. Reading it again from the same topic, it says the Egyptians were the first to use the ring to represent image. And the Greeks adopted the tradition and give the ring to their loved ones to represent devotion. Many of these rings depicted Eros and Cupid, the god of love. When the Romans conquered Greece, they picked up this, on this tradition and began using iron and copper rings in marriage ceremonies. By the second century, however, most rings were gold, and ancient Egyptians believed that the ring finger or the forefinger on the left hand contained vena amoris, or a vein of love that led directly to the heart. The Romans adopted this belief and wore wedding rings on their finger. Also, it was a position of authority that was issued by the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. You think it, it, it was positioned by the Pharaoh? Now, I'll read that in 41, 42, uh, Genesis. Let's, let's read, you see, it also was a tradition by the Pharaoh. Well, we, let's see if we read that in 41, 42 of Genesis. Hello, Mr. Taylor, read that. Read that 41, 42. You say it was a tradition of authority by the Pharaoh. Let's find out about this that we can read out of the Bible in 41, 42 of Genesis. Where's that hell? Mr. Taylor, come on. In the book of Genesis, chapter 41, looking at verse 42, says, And the Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in virtues of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. You mean history and the Bible connected you so now we see about this ring, and guess what Yahweh said, Elder? Let's see what Yahweh said in chapter 5, 42, about this ring. He said something in Second Ezra about this ring that he's going to do. What did he say we can read in Second Ezra 5, 42, and 43? Elder, Mr. Peter, what did Yahweh say about this ring that he's going to do? In Second Ezra five verse forty-two and forty-three, what did he say? Okay, and the book of uh, Second Ezra, looking at chapter five, reading verses forty-two and verse number forty-three. Forty-two says, and he said unto me, I will liken my judgments unto a ring. Like there is no slackness of the last, even so there is no stiffness of the first. 43. So I answered and said, could have God not make those that were been made and be now? 
and that there are for to come at once, that thou mightest show thy judgment the sooner. But, but how he says judgment will be like, I heard in verse 42, his judgment will be like what? According to verse 42. Judgment unto a ring. Mm-hmm. You, you see, like, when you got the ring on, you know you got no splashes in the ring, so if you don't want the ring to slip off your hand. His judgment will be just like that ring. Like you got that ring going around and around on your finger. And you know you got it with no slack in because you know you have slack in that ring, it'll fall off your hand. My judgment is going to be just like that ring that goes around and around in your hand. That's how I'm going to judge you according to that ring. My judgment will be just like the ring. Every time you look at that ring on your finger, that's how that judgment is going to be. The slack that you don't have in that ring, that's how the slack is going to put on you for having that ring on. That is good. All right, good enough. Let's see if we bring Mother Z in. You see Mother Z got a, she said, see, you know, I've got a commentary behind that. Let me see if Mother Z got anything to add on to to take number 783. Or uh, do Yaqua got something special for her to say? Or does she want to add anything on what she heard? Hey, Mother Z, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yaqua BPFC, right? Ain't coming on. All right. So now, so we find out clearly that it just is going to be just like that ring you're looking on your finger. There ain't no slackness in that ring, right? That's how it just is going to be. Once you understand that the children of Israel cannot follow the other nation, the nation got to follow you. That ring you got on your finger, that they now tell you what a fit is when you bow your knee and all that. That same ring is going to come back and bite you in eternity when Yahweh look at you after you have heard the knowledge of the truth. That ring is come from the sins of him. This ring is his covenant. If you follow his covenant, then you got his ring. But if you follow the world ring on the finger, you're not following him, you're following somebody else. And it's made just going to be just like that ring on your finger. Every time you look at that ring, you put on your finger, you let you know that's how Yahweh's judgment is going to be. And, hey, Mother E, look at St. John 7, verse 6, help me out. What is it in St. John 7, verse 6, Mother E? St. John 7, what? Verse six. Verse six. Thank you. Verse six. Okay. Thank you. Chapter seven. Verse six. Thank you. Chapter seven. Verse six. Okay. The book of Saint John, chapter seven, verse six. Then Yahweh. The son said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get down to verse 37, verse 8. See, you never know when y'all are going to check you down. 
Everything that we bring to the table, the six and all the bring to the table, he's going to put it on the table. He said, I told you, you can't follow them. They got to follow you. The way I got it in order, that's the way. If I want you to have something, I, but I did give you something. I gave you a covenant. That's what I gave you. And I'm going to judge according to my covenant. Either you keep my covenant or you're not. Let's see what you say in verse 37 and 38, Mother. St. John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. Verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Yahweh stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 38. He that believes on me, as the scriptures have said, out of the strip, out of the, out of his daddy shall flow rivers of living water. And that nice, mother. And give me Ephesians five twenty-six. What is living water, mother? What is living water in five twenty-six? How your belly gonna come living water? What is this water, mother? In Ephesians five twenty-six, that you gonna receive? The book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 26. Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 26, reads, That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh, Mother, in the cold statement, Mother, Closing, and we are the six anointed camps going to bring his closing 
by just reading the Bible. Hey, Mother Eve, a closing statement is all yours until tomorrow, 6 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, just thanking and praising Yahweh for the word. and praising Yahweh for the one that's listening. Thanking and praising Yahweh for the one that's participating. And just thanking and praising Yahweh that I'm able to listen and be in, listening in, in the class. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Numbers 36, read on to verse 10 and 13. What is that? The book of Numbers, chapter 36, verse number 3. 3 to 10 and verse number 13 reads. Book of Numbers, chapter 36, verse number 3 reads. If thou be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the family of Israel, then shall their inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our fathers. It shall be put to the inheritance of the tribe whence they are received. So shall it be taken from the light of our inheritance. Verse number four. When the jubilee of the family of Israel shall be, yet shall their inheritance be put unto the inheritance of the tribe whereunto they are received. So shall their inheritance be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. Verse number five. And Moses commanded the family of Israel according to the word of Yahweh saying, The tribe of the sons of Joseph have said with. Verse number six. This is the thing which Yahweh does command concerning the daughters of Zelophehad, saying, that they marry to whom they think best, only to the family of the tribe of their fathers shall they marry. Verse number seven. So shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel removed from tribe to tribe. For every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. Verse number eight. And every daughter that possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be white unto one of the family of the tribe of her father, that the children of Israel may enjoy every man the inheritance of his father. Verse number nine. Neither shall the inheritance removed from one tribe to another tribe. But every one of the tribes of the children of Israel shall keep himself to his own inheritance. Verse number ten. Even as Jacob commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zillah Fahad. Verse thirteen. These are the commandments and judgments which Jacob commanded by the hands of Moses unto the children of Israel. In the plains of Moab by Jordan. Near Jericho. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, Mr. Kim, sometimes if we had jumped all around and didn't know about exactly what did he tell us, what, how did he tell us to come out of these things, because everything is written. If we look up and find out we, we land in the bed on the pillow and somebody looked like somebody else of another nation, another tribe, to try that you in. What he got written on that in the closing statement that Elvis Let's go to uh, EZRA chapter 10. And we look at verse 11 and verse 16 and 17. So what do we do about that? Did we find out? What do we do about that? What we find out that we are messing out and marrying somebody that uh, we are written to with somebody not of our tribe. What is the answer to that? Then we got to go to the Bible and find out. We're going to EZRA, chapter 10, and pick up verse number 11, and 16 and 17, Elder, with the children and closing statement. What does it say? EZRA, Ezra, chapter 10, verse number 11, 16 and 17, and closing statement. Come on. In the book of uh, Ezra, chapter 10, reading verse 11, Verse 16 and 17. 
11 says, Now therefore, make confession unto Yahweh of your fathers, and do his pleasures, and separate yourselves from the people of the land, and from the strange wives. 16. And the children of captivity did so. And Ezra the priest were certain chief of the fathers, after the house of their fathers, and all of them by their names were separated and sat down in the first day of the tenth month to examine the matter. 17. And they made an end with all the men that had taken strange wives by the first day of the first month. So, according to Yahweh's timeline, you got from the tenth month to the first day to correct to correct that relationship. He gives you ninety days to correct that relationship. You got from the tenth month to the first month. See, you got ninety days if you know you're not with the woman of your tribe or the man of your tribe. He left room for you to understand. You got ninety days to resolve that issue. You see how you see how this Bible this Bible is wonderful. So if you in any kind of relationship with somebody that's not in your tribe, he gives you ninety days once you know of it to correct it. Is that what we read now? That's what it says. How we got one. Close saving elders all your close saving what you got for this mass north over your close saving come up. Each day that we receive the word among all the people that's listening, it is stronger and letting us know which way to go. This is why when we look at the verse in Revelation, chapter 1, verse 3, which I often read, it says, Blessed he that readeth, and they that will hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written there, for time is at hand. And that's what we just got to reading in the last verse. 90 days to correct an issue. Hallelujah. 90 days. So now you see what you see what's on the table. So now when you see these things, now Mother D of Israel on the close say, let's go to fifth chapter verse of uh, Leviticus verse one and seventeen. Mother Mother D of Israel. Go to Leviticus five verse one and seventeen. Let's see what else he got written. So when we see what the vision chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, the closing statement. So when we see these things, take your leadership. So we got written in Leviticus chapter 5, verse Leviticus. 1 and Leviticus? Yes. Chapter yes. 5. Verse 1 and 17 in the closing statement. Okay. Leviticus chapter five. Leviticus chapter five. One and seventeen. Okay, Leviticus chapter five, verses one and seventeen. Yes. Verse, verse, verse one. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness 
whether he has seen or know of it. If he do not utter it, then he shall bear his sin. Verse 17. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments, the law of Yahweh, Who, though he, though he wished it not, yet is he guilty, and shall bear his sin. Mm-hmm. So when it's saying now, if you know of it, and you know that the law do not tell you to do certain things, and you find out about it, and you continue to do it, or see somebody in that same type of situation. And you just turn a deaf ear to it and don't do, don't say nothing about it. Whatever, whatever they got coming, you got coming. Close the statement on the day of Israel. Catch you tomorrow at six o'clock. Come on. All right, I want to um read Acts chapter four verse twelve. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is. None other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, Moses, we'll catch you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Be on time, but we can get going. Now, um, El Yadai is great. In number 30, verse 1 and 2, then seven down to what, 13, 14, and 15, somewhere in that area? You can get that in, Elder, then we'll speak about what time we got on the close. But before you read that, Elder, read this Sarah chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. Sarah chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. What do you say? The book of Sarah chapter 5, number 6, and verse 7 reads Book of Sarah chapter 5. Verse number six and verse number seven. Book of Sirach chapter five, verse number six. And say not, his mercy is great. You will be pacified for the multitude of my sins. For mercy and wrath come from him. And his indignation rested upon sinners. Verse number seven. Make no terror to turn to Yahweh and put not off from day to day. But suddenly shall the wrath of Yahweh come forth. And in your security, you shall be destroyed and perish in the day of vengeance. Let's go to uh, number 30, verse 1, 2, and 7. Get down to verse 7. Take it down to the close there. Elder, come on. Number 30. Yeah, we're going to number chapter 30, verse 1 and 2. Let's get down to 7, down to verse 13, 14, 15, somewhere in that area. The book of Numbers, chapter 30, verse number 1 and 2, verse number 7 through 15 reads. Book of Numbers 30, verse number 1. And Moses spake unto the head of the tribe, concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which Yahweh hath commanded. Verse number 2. For men vow vow unto Yahweh, 
a square and no. The bind is sold with a bond. He shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeded out of his mouth. Hey, hold on, yo. Yeah, hold on. Hold on, yo. What kind of name are you talking about, yo? Cannot break his word in Sarah 37, verse 12. And continue. What kind of man at this point you are in Sarah 37, verse 12, yo? The book of Sarat 37, verse number 12 reads, But be ye continually with the Yaquali man, whom you know is to keep the commandments of Yaquali, whose mind is according to your mind, and will serve with you, if you shall miscarry. Mm-hmm. So he makes sure not any man, if the Yaquali man he's talking about, not just the any man, now, come on back to Numbers 30, verse 7 to 15, A.O. Come on. The book of Numbers, chapter 30, verse number 7 reads, And her husband heard it, and held his feet, and heard the date that he heard it. And her vow shall stand, and her bond shall wherewith she bind her soul shall stand. Verse number 8, But if her husband disallow her on the date that he heard it, then he shall make her vow which she vowed, that which she uttered with her lips, for which she bind her soul of non effect, and Yahweh shall forgive her. Verse number nine. For they revile a widow, and of her that is this voice, for which they have bound their soul shall stand against her. Verse number ten. If she vow in her husband's house, or bind her soul by a bond with a note. Verse eleven. And her husband heard it. And held his peace at her, and disallowed her not, and all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. Verse number 12. But if her husband had utterly made them void on the day he heard them, then whatsoever proceeded out of her lips concerning her vows, or concerning the bond of her soul, shall not stand. But her, her husband had made them void, and Yahweh shall forgive her. Verse number 13, every vow and every binding note to afflict the soul. Her husband may establish it, or her husband may make it void. Verse 14, and if her husband altogether hold his peace at her from day to day, then he establishes all her vows, for all her bonds which are upon her. He confirmed them because he held his peace at her in the day that he heard them. Verse 15, if he shall in any ways make them bored after that he have heard them, then he shall bear her sin. Verse 16, the other statutes which Yahweh commanded Moses between a man and his wife, between the father and his daughter, being yet in her father's, being yet in her youth, in her father's house. Mm-hmm. This is where it is. Give me a Ephesians chapter 6. And give me uh, 10 down to verse number uh, 15 and close the day That's Exodus. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 15 and close the day Excellent. Let's see what's going on here. Ephesians 6, 10 to 15 and close the statement. Come on, yo. The book of Ephesians 6, verse number 10 to 15, read. Look at Ephesians 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahweh and in the power of his might. 
for some 11. Put on the whole armor of Yahweh, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse number 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13. For we take unto you the whole armor of Yahweh, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all the same. Verse 14. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15. And your feet shoes with the preparation of the covenant of peace. Verse number 16. And above all, taking the shield of faith, for with you may, shall be able to quench all the fiery dust of the wicked. Verse 17. Right. Take the hand. Right. Verse number 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. Okay, what the hell? Hold on, give me a precept on that, Elder. Back in Maccabees 7, 30, 32, and the close of the statement, Elder. That was excellent. Let's get a little precept on that, Elder. Back in Maccabees 7, verse 30 to 32, and the close of the statement. Excellent, Elder. Y'all die, Israel. Second Maccabees 7, 30 to 32, and the close of the statement. What do you say? The book of Second Maccabees 7, verse number 30 to 32 reads, Book of Second Maccabees, chapter 7, verse number 30 reads, While she was just speaking these words, the young man said, Who wait you for? I will not obey the king's commandment, but I will obey the commandment of the law that was given unto our fathers by Moses. Verse 31, And thou, that hast been the author of all mischief against the Israelites, Shall not escape the hands of Yahweh. Verse number 32. For we suffer because of our sin. Hey, that's Hey, Elder. What three we in trouble today, Elder? For we suffer because of our sins. Hey, that's something. Take a time, Elder. Give us a great closing statement behind that. You need to read why we in trouble. We just suffer because we sin. We just ain't gonna pay the Bible no never mind. It's through conditions of men. Come on, ever close the same there, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To the twelve tribes of Israel, gathered to the four corners of the globe. Yaqua be with you, and Yaqua bless you. Hallelujah. Well, you see, we come humble six nights a week. And the six months camp, we got to understand this thing. We're not going to get the blessing, or we not we, we would not be part of it if we turn a deaf ear after we heard the truth. We have to make a definite according to the Bible. If we find out that something Yahweh did not give us and we continue doing it, then whatever you got coming, you got it coming. But if you make a adjustment and repent and understand that I put this man in a position to obey my word, the Yahweh man, and to pass the blessing down to the family. So the Yahweh man cannot look at things according to feelings 
You got to look at things according to the Bible. And he make adjustment in the Bible. Cross relationship. You have to understand one thing. You seeing it, you know of it, it's in your family. You have to show them. They got 90 days to correct that. And repent. See? And if you see you out of order in your part, you do not wear fringes. You have to repent and wear fringes. Because you gave your fringes to wear. Incident season, out of season. You have to repent. And make the judgment according to the Bible. Because you've been put in these places for these days. To lead by example. If you do so, Yahweh is going to bless you. Remember in Hosea 5 15, he said, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to see what you acknowledge once I turn my seal or loose on you and show you what's written in the Bible. Now, once you're looking at it in the Bible, you make adjustments according to what you read out of the Bible. That's all you got to do. You do so. Yahweh is going to bless you. He's going to bless everybody you come in contact with if you make a Bible decision. Because remember, it read in 1 John 5, 19 and 20. The whole world lies in wickedness. And in Job 9, 24, the wicked runs the whole earth. The wicked looked back at what Ham had on tape. And he applied it. Then he added more to it. Take this ring and put it on a certain finger and bow your knee. You must make a definite as you get to understand. So like Tim Warren said, a wise seer will instruct his people. And what the people see instruct? The elders, male and female elders, to help the teachers. And the teachers help the fathers. And the fathers have the mothers. And the mothers have the children. That is the order. And guess what? Once we in order, look for Yahweh to shower the blessing on this ministry. That's why the land is vacant, north, east, south, and west. Waiting on us to get in order. And once we in order, the showers of a blessing come. But it starts on leadership, making a Bible decision on the next move. In 1 Peter 4, uh, 17 through 19, he said, judgment starts from the top of the leadership. I bust the seed in the mouth, and it works down to the elders, male and female, and it works down all the way down. That's how he operates. He stop in the top and tell the fear. Go tell them what I told you to tell them. If they, will they hear or will they prevail? That's on them. Our job is to make sure you know. That if you're in a strange relationship, and once you know about it, you got 90 days to correct it. It's up to you. You got it? I'm going to say y'all probably beat you all. But WCC says. He'll continue talking. We don't cut you off. Well, no, I'm too talking. I don't want to talk no more. So y'all probably beat you all. Well, I can keep talking. 
but fear if you keep talking, we're going to catch you with something. Well, you ain't caught me nothing yet. So, Yahweh beat y'all and those who are coming into the room tomorrow and say, come on, time, and let's get going. We got a lot of words of Yahweh to put on tape. So, Yahweh beat you tomorrow, and we'll catch you at 6 o'clock sharp for some dust says Yahweh and no class two. Come on, mother. Come on, elder. Come on, mother. DF Israel, Mother E, Mother Z, DF Israel. Come on. Elder Yada Israel, Elder Steele, and all the young line teachers. Come on until tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Come on.